Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio, WJMM. I'm so grateful that you tune in each and every day on this great station. My brothers uh, Greg Horn and Greg Williams are on earlier. They do an amazing job. Thank you for your support of their ministries and their radio programs as well, too. Hope you continue to do that, as well as the Encounter Ministry. For more information about how you can do that, support that, you can email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org or email me at thehopeencounter, T-H-E-H-O-P-E, encounter.org. Your prayers, your support are not only needed, but we are extremely grateful for it each and every day. So this week, on the Encounter Radio Show, we've been talking about why would God pour out His Holy Spirit on feeble people like you and me, like He did on the day of Pentecost, 120 failures, where He started the Church of Jesus Christ, a bunch of failures that blew it. Peter, who denied Jesus three times, said, "I'll never leave you. I'll never. I'll. I'll, I'll be with you to the end." And He was. Jesus said, now you'll deny me three times before the rooster crows. He ran just like everybody else did. But when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon Peter and the disciples, Peter was the first one out of the gate. 3,000 people got saved because somehow Peter was different. Somehow Peter had boldness. Somehow Peter had something he never had before, and that was the power of the Holy Spirit that now not only came upon him, but was living inside of him. That enabled him to do things he couldn't do before. And now he was able to see and receive and live out and remember everything that Jesus Christ poured into him for three and a half years. And so that's what we need. And so Peter, in essence, became an overcomer. And one of the reasons why God pours out his Holy Spirit on people like me and you is so that we can be overcomers. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You know, the Bible ends by saying the only people that are going to inherit the kingdom of heaven are the overcomers. So the difference between defeated followers and overcomers are those who know how to tap into the power of of the Holy Spirit. If you call yourself an overcomer and don't tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, you're playing God and you're denying God the glory of Him infusing His strength in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. You're just living a, a fantasy dream of self-help and self-help doesn't work. It never has worked, even though it's a billion-dollar business. It's a billion-dollar business because it doesn't work. That's what got people in trouble in the first place. They're trying to, they're, they're trying to find some self-help and self doesn't work. So I don't know why people keep buying self-help books because self-help doesn't work. And so, but God pours out his Holy Spirit on us so that we can be overcomers. Don't you want that to be your testimony each and every day? I'm an overcomer. I've overcome this. I've overcome that. I've overcome drugs. I've overcome hate. I've overcome guilt. I've overcome worry. I've overcome anxiety. I've overcome the spirit of religion. I've overcome pride. I've overcome lust. There's a list that I've overcome by the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit that's come upon me. And God wants you to live a life of victory as an overcomer because if you're not living a life of victory as an overcomer, 
fact is you're living underneath your privilege as a child of the one true king. And so God's called you to be an overcomer. God wants you to overcome these things. God doesn't want you to be bound by strongholds and addictions and, and problems and character defects and insecurities all your life. He wants you to be full of faith, a person, a man, a woman of prayer, a, a great person of trust, an overcomer who knows how to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. Some people can never... Ever. Everything is, oh, the devil's doing this. The devil's doing that. Well, the devil's doing this. Well, God's given you authority to be an overcomer over what the devil has done. That's why that scripture is there. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the devil. Greater is he who lives in you than the devil himself and all his demons and hordes and minions and principalities and powers that come against you and the word of God. In your life, you're an overcomer. You can overcome temptation. You can overcome the lies, the distortions that set itself up against the knowledge of God. Because greater is he who lives in you than he that lives in this world. Listen, behind every self-defeating thing that you'll ever do is a lie that you believe. And a lot of us, we can't call ourselves overcomers because we give into the lies. We dialogue with the lies. We contemplate the lies. But God's called you to be an overcomer by taking your thoughts captive and taking those lies and learning where those lies come from. Is it coming from Satan? Is it coming from the world? Is it coming from my old self? Or is it coming from God himself? A lot of times, a lot of people think it's God himself, but it's an angel masquerading. It's a bad angel. It's the devil masquerading as an angel of light disguising himself as God. And if you don't know the word of God to take thoughts captive to, which gives you the victory because that's what you're called to do. Take your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Because again, behind every self-defeating thing that you'll ever do is a lie that you believe. The antidote is a truth for you to receive and take that thought captive to. That's the victory. That's because the battlefield's always in the mind. And so if you don't know the word of God, you're not going to know where thoughts and temptations come from. You're not going to know if a politician gets up and says, well, God's leading me. How do you know God's leading him to do that? Does it line up with God's word? If someone says, well, I love God, but I'm sort of into the murder of children. I'm sort of into, you, you know, aborting a, a child at any stage. Well, that person can't say that. That's, that. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't line up with biblical values. You have to know the word of God. You have to know, and the Holy Spirit will quicken your mortal body to give you an over, to make you an overcomer, so that you can take those thoughts captive, so that you, so that you are no longer a defeated follower, but an overcomer. And again, the difference between defeated followers and overcomers are those that know how to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. And this leads us into our next reason why God pours out His Holy Spirit on people like me and you. It's for that reason. So you can experience power, not just any power, resurrection power. Now, you probably hear a lot of pastors say that, but I say it, but I always back it up with scripture. And the apostle Paul said in Romans 8, 11, and if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. This is so important. That's why he starts out 
to the, his letter in Ephesus in the book of Ephesians saying that I pray that you would get the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know the love of Christ and that you may know the power that is not only available to you, but it is for you and it will be in this age to come, which is the age that we're living in now. And the, I think the Apostle Paul knew that we would have a hard time comprehending the miraculous resurrection power of God that's available to us that could come upon us and that can help us sustain a life of miracles and call us to be the overcomers that we are in Christ Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why God fills us with his Holy Spirit, with its power, so that we call so that we have resurrection power, we're overcomers, and the other reason why he pours out his spirit, so that we never run out of hope. That's why Paul, when he comes to the end of his letter in Romans in 15, 13, he says, May the God, near the end, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I ask you a personal question on the Encounter Radio Show today? Are you overflowing with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit? Or are you waking up with despair, anxiety, worry, fear, not sure of what the future holds, concerned about our country, concerned about this or that, concerned about your 401k? Listen, I don't have a... A great 401k, but I got a great Ephesians 2.8 saved by God's grace plan. And that's all I'm concerned about. I'm storing up treasures in heaven. And so I'm putting stuff away. I'm doing things by faith. I'm loving Jesus. I'm loving the world. I'm loving people that don't know Jesus. I'm leading them to the kingdom. I'm talking about the kingdom. I'm representing the kingdom. I'm living a life for the kingdom. Listen, I'm never going to shut up talking about Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Word of God. I'm going to be. I'm going to teach people about the power of God. I'm going to teach people about the Holy Spirit, how to pray. I'm going to teach people how to live the abundant life in Christ Jesus. How to how to walk by faith. How to just try how to be filled, how to be an overcomer so that we never run out of hope, how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, how to be a, how to be a great representative, how to live out uh, God's grace in our lives, be a great grace dispenser, pouring out God's grace and love on others so that people can know Jesus Christ. Listen, every day of my life has a purpose. I have a purpose because I know my identity, I know my purpose, and I know my destiny. So nothing and nobody can ever steal me of my identity in Christ. They can't steal my joy. They can't steal my peace. My, the peace of God that I have that the world doesn't offer, nobody nobody can replace there's no you can't put a price tag on it you can't put an offer on it nothing can replace it. i wouldn't trade it in for a trillion dollars because it's worth more than anything to lay your, to lay my head on my pillow each and every day knowing that i have the peace of god that comes compliments of the holy spirit jesus said i leave you my peace well how do we get that peace through the person and work of the holy spirit he's the counselor he's the comforter he provides us the supernatural peace of god and so, there's, so these are just a few reasons why God pours out his Holy Spirit. Here's another reason why God pours out his Holy Spirit. So we can receive the gospel with deep conviction. God just doesn't want you to just, well, let me think about it. I had a friend of mine that was a pastor. 
He's still a friend of mine. I love him. Uh, but he said this, and I totally disagree with him. He said, a salvation experience is a process that could take a long, long time for it to manifest. And I would totally disagree because a salvation experience is something that happens in the blink of an eye. It happens the moment we repent of our sins, the moment we turn from our sins, we ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins, and we, and we, and we confess with our mouth but really believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord and he died for us, and we say a prayer asking him to forgive us and to make us a child of the one true king and write our name in heaven's book, never to be erased. The moment we pray that prayer, uh, we are saved. It's not a process. And that's why it's so important that when someone receives the gospel, they receive it with deep conviction because if they don't receive it with deep conviction, they'll never repent from their sins, turn from their sins, and ask Jesus Christ to forgive them of their sins because the only way we're getting into heaven is if Jesus forgives us of all of our sins. That's why Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 1.5, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. That's why a lot of people get saved at encounter, not because I'm a great preacher or because I know the word of God, or I'm a great orator, or things like that. It's because, because we're preaching with the power of the Holy Spirit and praying that people would receive the gospel with deep conviction so that they would repent first, then turn to Jesus, and then place their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. A lot of people asking Jesus Christ, but not without repentance. Thank you for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show.